Hi, thanks for joining us for the Calm in the Storm series. Get wisdom from the Word and find answers for how you can remain calm in the midst of a storm. We hope this blesses you. Here's Pastor Tom Duchel with today's message. Good evening. I'm coming to you again and I'm looking forward to sharing the Word of God with you tonight. And the thoughts that are pouring through my mind is, what do we do when we find ourselves in the storms of life? And the Bible is replete with information, with stories about people who found themselves in a storm. And uh, I'm going to talk about two different kinds of storms tonight. And uh, the first one is found in the book of Acts in the 27th chapter. And it describes Paul's voyage to Rome. Paul's a prisoner and he finds himself among other prisoners as they set sail for Rome. And at the beginning of the journey, Paul warns the captain and all those that are on board that he perceives that there would be great disaster on this voyage. They didn't respond to his warning because the professionals, those maritime experts, advised otherwise. So I want to pick up the story in Acts chapter 27, verses 22 through 26, and uh, listen to what Paul says now. What's happened is they've gone into the storm. Even the experts <laughs> don't know what to do. It says, and now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of the Lord God, whom I belong and to whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. Now, there's a great word. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God, that it will be just as it was told to me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. Now, here we see a great storm is now driving the ship, and all on board, including the experts, are in fear for their lives. And Paul, the man of God, is able to take courage and take charge in the storm because of the word of God that came to him in the storm. Now, this applies to all of us, even in the midst of whatever storm you or I might be facing right now. Whenever you're in a storm, know this, the Lord is present. He is ever, the Bible says, he's our ever-present help in times of trouble. Now, Paul was strengthening himself by this encounter. He got strengthened by an angelic visitation. He got strengthened by a word from God. And because of that, he was able to strengthen those around him that were in panic and in fear. He knew that he and all others would be safe. But he also was sure of what the next few steps would be. Now, the other story that I want to bring to you is David. We see David in the first uh, in First Samuel chapter thirty, and he he's finding himself in a different kind of storm. He and his men have returned back to their family home, Ziklag, only to find that the Amalekites had captured the city, had plundered everything, including their wives and their children. The men that were with him began to turn on him, even threatening to stone him. Now, this of course was a great source of distress for David. In fact, the Bible says in verse 6, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Now, the placing of that word, but, is very important because it shows that despite all that was happening, 
the destruction of the city, the plunder of all their goods, their flocks and their herds being taken, the capture of their wives and children, not to dis, not even to mention the distress from the people wanting to stone him. It says that with all that happening, it says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He encouraged himself in the Lord. In times of crisis, in the storms of our life, all of us must be able to return to the most important relationship we have, our relationship with Almighty God, to find encouragement. We often look to other people first for our comfort or for answers, but that is giving too much power to others. What if there is no one else around? We can easily get ourselves into a tailspin. God designed you and I to always maintain a self-locus of control. What that simply means is that God never meant for you and I to be outside of our own control, our own boundaries. That means that we have to know where we look for our encouragement, especially in this season. I know this, and I want to encourage you about this. Encouragement can come from other people, but real encouragement, the encouragement that can guide you through the storm, comes from God. And he has many ways of ministering this kind of encouragement to his children. First of all, and his primary way, is through his word. Even this message tonight, I'm trying and I'm working very hard to guide you to the Word of God so that the Word of God encourages you and builds you up. His Word is a sure Word. Secondly, He guides through the inner witness of His Spirit. Did you know that He lives in the believer? He lives in those that love Him and know Him. Proverbs 20, verse 27 says, The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord and searches the inward parts of the building. This guidance by the Holy Spirit in this critical time is really important to us. God also guides his children through dreams and visions. Now, these are never primary, but they're also never contrary to what's written in his word. There are visitations also by angels and uh, by the Lord himself. I know many people that have had encounters with Jesus himself, and they're recorded throughout Scripture. These are how God can guide you. Paul had an angel appear to him on that ship and tell him, I have directions for you. David not only is comforted for himself, but he begins to ask God, what are the next steps? What should we do in this crisis? God responds to him with an instruction concerning actions that he should take. You see, the word of the Lord comes to him and tells him to pursue, for you shall Overtake, and you will recover all. Paul encourages those that are with him with their instructions that the Lord had given him. In Acts 27, verse 26, he says, Therefore take heart, men, for I believe, that, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. You see, today with this pandemic and the storm of COVID-19 and all the uncertainty around us. I can tell you this, that life as we know it will never be the same. But instead of waiting to figure out what life will look like post this crisis, why not ask the author of life? He knows the end from the beginning. Jeremiah 33 says, 33.3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Proverbs 25.2 says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings 
is to search out a matter. Seek God. Seek out what he's saying to you. Then be prepared as God speaks and directs us to take him at his word. Align yourselves to what he's saying. Many people want to hear from God but aren't willing to act on what he says. Often we desire to hear yet another prophetic word, but we fail to act on the last word that that, that he's given us. Right now is a good time to go before the Lord, hear his voice, and and then be willing not only to take God at his word, but then purposefully realign yourself with what God is saying. In these stories of Paul in the storm and being on the sea and of David in the storm in his home village, after being strengthened, they both went and strengthened those around them. David galvanized 600 of his men to pursue the Amalekites. These are men described as being grieved in their souls for they had lost their sons and daughters and men who were at the point of tiredness and discouragement, so much so that they were willing to kill their leader. But because he had received encouragement from the Lord, he was able to lift them to rise up again and go against what seemed like a formidable enemy. Paul, after encouraging himself in the Lord, was able to encourage the men on board the ship with him not to jump overboard. Amazingly, this person who was not an expert sailor was one and the very one that they were listening to. (laughs) He encouraged them to eat food as they had been 14 days without food because of the distress that they'd been in. This is a pattern. This is a pattern of life. You cannot strengthen others from a position of weakness. Once you have been strengthened yourself in the Lord, then and only then will you have the strength to strengthen those around you, those who need help. Each of us is at a different stage of our journey, our journey of faith. And each of us must understand that when we take a stand with God, we will find ourselves being encouraged and being able to encourage and help those around about us. Because of God's intervention, the captain and the centurion on the ship listened to Paul. The centurion stopped the plan to kill all the prisoners on board because he wanted to spare Paul's life. The influence of Paul in the time of crisis not only saved the people on board, but afforded favor with the centurion thus saving all who were on board. Let me close with this. Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole, one of my mentors, taught me a principle. He said, the day after the battle is more important than the day of the battle. We see this with the Apostle Paul. Here we see after surviving the shipwreck and having seen the hand of God save everyone, he finds himself on the island of Malta and while he's putting sticks on the fire, a viper fastens itself to his hand. But, Being confident of what God had said to him and that he was supposed to appear before Caesar, he just shook the snake off into the fire. David, after recovering all that they had and more, is faced with a group of men that had a sense of entitlement and greed in their hearts. They were greedy regarding the men that had not gone into battle. Upon their return, they were not wanting to share the spoils of their recovery with those that were unwilling or unable to fight. Oh, I can just hear him thinking, this is the last thing I need. After coming out of crisis or having a great victory, you can expect the enemy to counterattack. He never gives up. He seeks to distract you and to challenge every victory. The enemy knows that he was defeated, 
But we as believers often find that hard for us to believe in reality. In fact, we sometimes give too much credence to the enemy. I know some who think that the battle is raging between God and the devil. This is not true. This is a fallacy. The devil's no match for God. The devil was created by God. He's a created thing. The battle is between believers and the devil. God gave you and I authority on earth and authority over the enemy. You and I are called to enforce the victory that Christ won over the devil on the cross of Calvary. Let me just remind you as we close, all of us are faced with this storm, the storm of the current coronavirus, or maybe there's a storm in your homes or your business that you just can't see the answer to. Now's the time to, number one, encourage yourself in the Lord. He'll help you through this storm. Two, seek God concerning your next steps as this crisis will come to an end. Three, when you hear from God, when you've heard from Him, encourage those around you. Many people need encouragement today. Four, take God at his word. Align yourself with what he's saying. He has something to say. Listen to him and obey him. And finally, know that whatever the enemy would throw at you coming out of this crisis is meant to derail and to discourage you. But take heart, for God has overcome the world. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Calm in the Storm. Connect with us online at Celebration Min to chat more about this episode and get more messages, encouragement, and updates. Let's get closer through our virtual and online platforms and thrive together as we weather this storm. We are praying for you. God bless you.